0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we'll go over the Raiders injury report from Thursday as the Silver and Black have a new addition to the report that could be a big loss if he doesn't play on Sunday, plus some sound from the Raiders locker room. I'll give you my keys to victory for the Raiders on offense, defense, special teams, and overall, and your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 21st. 2022 you're locked on raiders
1: your daily podcast on the las vegas just raiders win. part of the locked on podcast network just win. your team just every win. day just win the autumn win as a
0: raider pillaging just for fun he'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won and Welcome here Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember you can find the Lockdown Raider podcast free and available on all platforms and Raider Nation not gonna lie I've been waiting for this day not because it's Friday and not because it's the end of the week and I can't wait to get to the weekend. I just can't wait to actually get back to Allegiant Stadium and see some Raider football. Very excited about that. That bye week I know it was a short bye week but still it seemed like it was so long since the last time the Raiders were on the field obviously losing to Kansas City but it's time to to right the ship right? It's right? It's time to get back on that horse, ride that thing, and it starts on Sunday against the Texans at Allegiant Stadium. Today's episode is being brought to you by BetOnline.net. They got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, that is where the game starts. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Segment number one here of the Lockdown Raiders podcast news and notes. Want to go over the injury report from Thursday. Of course, we'll get another one later on this afternoon. I'll tweet that out at your boy Q254. You can always follow me on Twitter, and I'll tweet out the injury report like I do each and every day, and then we'll get a Another one on Sunday. It's not an injury report, but we'll get the actives inactives about 90 minutes before kickoff. So uh, the Raiders kick off at 105 Pacific Standard Time on Sunday. So you can estimate around 90 minutes before that. We'll find out who's in and who's out. But there was a significant addition to the Raiders injury report on Thursday something that is worth paying attention to only two players did not participate for the Raiders on Thursday but there are two players that are big time players one tight end Darren Waller dealing with that hamstring injury of course he only played six snaps against Kansas City on that Monday night football game I don't expect him to play he actually told Jim Trotter that he didn't think he was going to play on Sunday so I kind of felt like uh, that Darren Waller wasn't going to play and I'm sure he's probably going to stay out a couple games to make sure he's 100% right I mean that's something that he's been dealing with going all the back to training camp preseason you know a lot of people talking about the contract this that and the other none of that even matters I just know that he's missed a ton of time and what we've been told is it's a hamstring injury and of course he's out right now due to a hamstring injury so he didn't participate on Thursday that wasn't a huge surprise but for me the big one was wide receiver Hunter Renfro and I know he has not had the season that all of us expected him to have I really thought he was going to do really well in this Josh McDaniels led offense it hasn't turned into that yet but he was out on Thursday with a hip injury. So he wasn't listed at all on Wednesday but did not participate on Thursday. Nobody who was there at practice uh, saw him, including Vinny Bonsignor or Paul Gutierrez or Cassie Soto or anyone else who's there covering the team. I wasn't there on Thursday, but uh, to Sean Reed from The Athletic, everyone who's out there on the regular, nobody saw him out there. And then when the injury report came out, he's dealing with a hip injury. That, to me, is a big deal. Do I think the Raiders could beat the Texans without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro? Sure. But – what we are all expecting to see as far as the fans and media goes with this Raiders offense is a well-oiled machine, right? And that well-oiled machine has to do with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, of course the run game of Josh Jacobs. And so they just have not been able to get that thing clicking or even trying to get clicking on all cylinders because guys just have not been available. Darren Waller uh, has been, you know, off and on as far as his participation. Hunter Renfro's already missed two weeks because of a concussion. And now if he misses this week, that'll be another game. That'll be three out of six games Hunter Renfro has missed so far this season so uh, the guys that got paid you want them to step up and and show their worth Darren Waller Hunter Renfro both got paid in the offseason and so far they haven't shown their value to the Raiders in that offense so that's pretty disappointing a couple other guys I want to tell you about on the Raiders injury report from Thursday Jayon Brown Mack Hollins Foster Morrow all those guys all were limited Brown is dealing with the hamstring injury. Mac Hollins is dealing with the heel injury. And Foster Morrow is dealing with the knee injury. So uh, they were limited on Wednesday and limited on Thursday. Again, we'll get an a, a injury report a little bit later on this afternoon. We'll find out uh, what the latest status is with those guys. And hopefully Hunter Renfro is back in practice uh, later on this afternoon. But we will see exactly what it is. Again, he'll be a big addition if he's missing on Sunday. Also want to give you an update on the Devontae Adams situation. The In air quotes, I say the shove that happened in Kansas City. Uh, just got an update from Raiders PR on Thursday about the actual charge. When Adam Schefter put it out, he put it out as a misdemeanor that Devontae Adams is being charged with there in Kansas City when in fact it's actually a city ordinance charge, which is actually less than a misdemeanor. So not exactly sure what that's going to mean in the grand scheme of things. We know that the NFL is not going to react to it or punish anyone for it for it until it's all said and done throughout the legal system. But uh, it probably is a lot less than what we all expected it to be uh, earlier when we thought it was a misdemeanor when Adam Schefter first reported it. I know Ian Rappaport had said something about a city ordinance as well. There's still an opportunity, I guess, for him to get suspended at some time. I don't know when that's going to be. Don't know how long this process is going to play out, but just kind of a little bit of an update on uh, where it stands right now with the Devontae Adams case. And it's, uh, again, a city ordinance charge, which is less than a misdemeanor. And finally, here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day, I want to bring you a little bit of sounds from the Raiders locker room following practice throughout the course of the week so far this week. Got a couple guys that I want you to hear from, and the first one is one of the guys that I think is going to be very important. Of course, talk about him a lot coming up in segment number two when I give you keys to victory for the Raiders on Sunday, and that's running back Josh Jacobs, who's been running his backside off the last few weeks, right? 144 yards against Denver, 150-plus yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. So what's he going to do on Sunday against the Texans? Who knows? But here's Josh Jacobs in the locker room, starting off talking about the Houston Texans.
2: Uh, their defense is fast. Uh, everybody, on their, everybody on their defense is fast. Um, they play very sound. Uh, they play, uh, you know, a gap defense. Sometimes linebackers run through. Um, and man they're they're physical. So it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good matchup. I think it's gonna come down to you know who wanted more. Back to
3: back weeks, career high. What do you feel like clicked, especially the last two weeks? What's clicking for this season?
2: I feel like we, we ran the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only
3: thing I can really uh say that I feel like was different. Uh, we just ran the ball. What's it mean? I mean in today's era, right? Three down backs have no count running backs. You don't see them every day. You have taken on that role pretty much since you came in the NFL. What does it mean to kind of hold that distinguishment um, when the game is kind of phasing away from that?
2: Um, it's definitely huge. I mean, you know, this this game is about availability, but it's also the more you can do. You know what I'm saying? So the more you can put yourself in a position to, to be on the field and impact the game, um, it's, it's definitely huge.
3: You probably don't hear this, but, I mean, Derek was just real complimentary of you. And they should talk about, like, your physicality. And like, We all saw the play when you tried to run over <laughs> the yeah Yeah. What does it mean you hear, like, your teammates just recognizing just how hard and how well you're playing often, I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, it'd it, it be just the way I want to, you know, I, if I feel like we hit a lull in the game. Um, it, it could be a time where I feel like I can maybe juke a dude and go around him, but it'd be like, I'm going a, I'm to a set the tone and I'm going to get the sideline hype and I'm going to get everybody energized to to, to go play. Um, so that's just kind of the role that I feel like I took on.
3: You've talked about your body being sore on the week-to-week grind of the season until like the end of the week. When you get a bye week, is that enough time for your body to to get recovered, to feel fresh?
2: I haven't really been that much sore this year. Yeah, like... I mean, last year I had a little stinger in, in my shoulder. But, I mean, that's that's kind of common for for running backs. Um, I've been feeling good, man. I mean, knock on wood. Hopefully hopefully I keep that up. Um, but, yeah, man, I, 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 my body's been pretty good this
3: year. In terms of how you feel, is there anything you did differently during the offseason to prepare? or just how did your offseason go?
2: Man, uh, I did some time in uh, Florida. Did some training out there for, like, two months. Um, you know, I kind of just worked on the little details of things. Um, you know the fast twitch type of things like not didn't go too heavy then you know whatever um and also you know I, I hired a nutritionist so um that's the only thing i can say that i really did different um this year um but my body definitely feels different yeah what, what part of florida what are so many in the similar changes miami night? miami uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh but uh i don't know why the dude's the dude's name is leaving uh my head right now but a lot of guys was up there sure. like uh Aaron Jones was up there. Carlos Dunlap, like all a lot of a lot of guys, you know, uh, train up there. So it was pretty fun, man, to go up there and uh, work with the, with other, you know, elite guys and um, compete against them and see how they train and see how they work. It was it was pretty fun.
3: And then in terms of having a nutritionist, what have you phased out of your diet and what are you eating now? That's different.
2: Man, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. All my life, I eat whatever, like donut burgers, like whatever, I'm like. Sure. Whatever. Like, this is the first time I will say that. Like, I went more towards lean, more towards fish and, and chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really eat too much heavy. Um, not even on my on my cheat days. So, that's the, I'll probably say that's the thing that changed the most. Talking about the so, run game
3: kind of being uh, <clears throat> you know, behind the offensive resurgence the last couple of weeks. Could that translate into the red zone as well? I know that there's been some issues in the red zone, but being able to run. The ball
2: Man, I think. Um, Red zone for us and on our offense and uh and defense in general is just a point of emphasis. Um, just because we haven't been great at it. Um, I mean I mean I, I feel like when it comes down to red zone it's just about execution. Um and it's about really for the as a runner. Um, um, Who wanted more? You know, everything is, you know, something is not going to be blocked right. You know, it's just because everything is condensed, you know it's going to be one extra guy or whatever. And at that point, it's just about the runner.
0: There's running back Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following practice on Wednesday. I uh, want to get to a couple more players, just a little bit from them. How about safety Trayvon Merrick, the second-year guy out of TCU? Uh, he's talking about what it's like to get back to the grind after the bye week.
3: Oh, no, it's, it's a blast, man, you know, to come back out here, see the guys after break, um, you know, to see them all healthy again, to come back out there, you know, just one to win and play fast and have fun, like you said. So. I don't want any
0: secrets, but what
2: stands out to you when you watch film of the Texans?
3: Oh, man, they just, you know, they're explosive. Um, They've got some good players all around. they got a really good running back, um, you know, that can run the ball very well, tough runner. We just need to be able to tackle him, so. They
2: seem to be a pretty team like you guys that are always in the games and yeah. they only have a win as well, but right.
3: Yeah, definitely gritty, like you said. Um, you know, we're just going to have to stop the explosives, stay on top of the
2: the run, so. Now being able to come back home after the bye week and knowing the kind of schedule that you guys have coming up mm-hmm.
3: how big is this for you? Uh, it's a big game you know every game is big I'd say um, you know just especially on the winning side of the, uh, of the game so you know to come back in this this week is just win you know what I'm saying so
2: Obviously the first five games you saw that schedule and it was going to be a tough start mm-hmm. there's no easy games in the NFL yeah. when you look at the schedule coming up do you think that you guys can go like on a run and get back over
3: 500? Um, I think you know every game even in the past five weeks it was that you know what I'm saying I don't think just because you know like you, y'all people are saying this, you know we had a hard five games but you know every game's hard like you said so um, I think we got to prepare the same way.
0: There's second-year safety Trayvon Merrick right there talking about what it's like to be back after the bye week, what it's like to prepare for another game, and of course the Houston Texans coming up on Sunday. One more quick one from DJ Turner. He's just coming back from IR. He's a guy that made the 53-man roster. He was excited about that and then immediately got injured, and so that wasn't good, but he's a guy that could provide a little something-something when it comes to the special teams. Uh, we all thought that he was going to be a guy that could return some kicks and provide a little bit of spark with that speed he has, so Here's D.J. Turner. It's less than a minute about him talking about the return game, what goes into the execution of it at a high level. 11-man
3: trial. Everybody an important role, and if, uh
0: person messes up, then it might mess the whole play up. Like,
3: like you said, a lot of people just look at their return and his ability, but the other ten people aren't doing their job, and um, the play won't go it won't go right. So um, it's a big yeah. job for everybody, whether you're returning or blocker.
0: What is your excitement level to get back on the field? Do you think you'll be ready to go for
3: Sunday? Um, I personally believe I'll be ready to go. Just taking it one day at a time. If, if they call me up, then they call me up, and I'll be ready to go for Sunday. And the excitement level? Oh, it, 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 it's through the roof right now. Like I said, it's been five weeks just watching you kind know, of sit at home some of the weeks. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel,
0: feel great. Can't wait to be DJ Turner right there in the Raiders locker room following practice. That was on Thursday. He's a guy that's excited to be back. You know, have the opportunity to get back out there and compete either return game or at the wide receiver position. So, just some sounds from the Raiders locker room. Coming up in segment number two, gonna talk about the keys to victory. Offensively, defensively, special teams. How can the Raiders leave Allegiant Stadium on Sunday with the victory? We'll tell you about it next after I tell you about Simply Safe. Here are three of my favorite things football, football, and saving money. So let's talk about saving some big money right now with Simply Safe Home Security. They're offering all Locked On Raider podcast listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. They love it. You'll love it because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. Simply Safe has 24 7 professional monitoring. When a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24 7 professional monitoring costs under $1 a day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every single room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside of your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. Even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their monitoring experts use proprietary response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Right now, don't miss a chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafecom slash LockedOnNFL today. Customize the perfect fit system for your home. at simplysafecom slash LockedOnNFL. Go today. There's no safe like simply safe. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Red Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Always on Fridays, like to talk about the keys to victory. What is it going to take for the Raiders to go into Legion Stadium on Sunday and pick up the victory and make their overall record 2-4 and four on the season and start the run right? I mean, you, you can't go on a run. You can't win two games until you win one. So it starts on Sunday against Houston. I know that John Hickman, host of locked on Texans on the crossover edition on Thursday, was very uh, confident that the Texans were going to win the game. Matter of fact, it almost sounded like the Raiders were just an awful team. And I mean, if you look at the record one and four, that's not good. So, I mean, I can sit here and tell you that the, the Raiders are way more talented than the Texans and they are, but Right now, their record says that they're not a good team, and the Texans' record says that they're not a good team. They're 1-3-1. and The Raiders are 1-4. and So, I mean, there's that. Both teams need a victory in a major way. I, I do think that the Raiders go into this game, and they win on Sunday, but, again, they've got to go get it done on the field. So how are they going to do that? Well, that's what we talk about here in segment number two. First of all, let's start with the defensive side of things. We talked about the offense, I believe, the last game. So let's talk about the defense to start off. And I'm going to say – Damian Pierce is the way that the Texans, they butter their bread. He is the key to their offense, and he's the dynamic young running back, fourth-round pick out of Florida. He was actually picked a few picks before rookies. Uh, the Raiders' fourth-round pick uh, Zamir White, Zeus, out of uh, Georgia, but he was picked out of Florida, fourth round pick. Didn't have a whole lot of carries when he was at Florida. Uh, a lot of that was due to, well, Florida just didn't run the ball like they should. Damian Pierce is fantastic, so uh, he's what makes everything go as far as that Texans offense. So first and foremost, the Raiders have to stop the run. When they stop the run, then they have to harass Davis Mills. They cannot allow Davis Mills to gain confidence because the Texans and their offense and Coach Levy Smith all believed in Davis Mills a year ago, and From everything that I've understood and all the people I've talked to that uh, cover the Texans, they all say he's taking a step back. And a lot of them aren't sure why he's taking a step back, but he has. So don't allow him to get confident. Don't allow him to build up that confidence and say, oh, you know what, I can throw the ball around the yard. I I am as good as I was last year. While he's down, keep him down. So don't allow Davis Mills to gain any confidence. And one way to shatter any confidence that he might have, create a turnover or two. He will allow – the Raiders an opportunity to create a turnover. That's the one thing I do know about Davis Mills. Now, he's only thrown four interceptions on the season, but he will give the Raiders opportunities to make plays. He absolutely will, especially if they're doing a good job of stopping the run and they have to put the ball in his hand more times than not. He'll put that ball in harm's way. It's up to the Raiders to go make the play. So defensively, stop the run. Don't allow Davis Mills to gain confidence. Create a turnover or two. It's that simple offensively for the Raiders. Just like I said, the Texans, they butter their bread by running the ball. Well, the Raiders do the same thing, right? (laughs) They run the ball and run the ball. The last two games we've seen what Josh Jacobs has been able to do, and the Texans, oh, by the way, aren't very good at stopping the run. So what does that tell me? I'm not a genius, right? Basic math, one plus one equals two. If you can't stop something that I do really well, I think I should stick to doing it really well and do it against you until you can stop it. So run the ball. Run the ball. And run the ball some more. Run the ball early and run it often. I don't care if it's all exclusively Josh Jacobs. I don't care if he's sprinkling Zamir White. I don't care if Brandon Bolden gets involved. I don't really care. I don't care who's running the ball. Hell, I don't care if Derek Carr's running the ball. Just run the ball because Houston's not very good at stopping it. And when you run the ball really well, guess what? It should open up everything else, especially for Devontae Adams. I think the play-action pass, if the Raiders are really committed to running the ball like I think they should early in the game, the play-action pass is going to be there. At the moment when the, the Texans' defense decides, okay, we're going to make sure we stop the run, we're not going to allow Josh Jacobs to get off, that's when the play-action pass should be wide open like some old-school TV antennas. So use it. And again, going back to Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro possibly not being there, I'm sure Waller won't be there, but if Renfro's not there, then you know what? Derek Carr and Devontae Adams go out there and dominate. Right, just go out there and I, I called for it a couple of weeks ago against Kansas City. Go out and and show that magic that everyone was talking about. What was going to be relived because uh, you know Devonte Adams and Derek Carr were great college uh, teammates and they had a lot of magic when they were at Fresno State. Well, go out and show that magic. When the other stars aren't there and available, that's when the other stars have to step up. Carr and Adams, they could be a dangerous duo. Well, go out there and be that dangerous duo right? Let Josh Jacobs eat, man. Let him go ahead and run the rock, and, and like I said, carry the carry the offensive uh, game plan early, open things up with the play-action pass, and get Carr and Adams cooking. Especially if, if Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are out, which I do expect they're probably both going to be out. Waller for sure. Renfro, my gut feeling says yes, but we'll find out a little bit later on this afternoon, and also we'll find out on Sunday. So that's what the the game plan should be, as far as I'm concerned, on offense. Special teams, You heard from DJ Turner in segment number one, a little locker room action from him. Execute better kick returns, right? The Raiders haven't done a very good job returning the ball on either punts or just kickoffs. They just haven't done a very good job. Give the offense a little bit better field position. You know that's a third of the game. That's a very important aspect of it. You know it's offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams has got to step their game up, man. Coach McMahon has got to do a better job on the special team side of things. Execute better kick returns. That's the kick returner. That's the blockers, and that's penalty free. You've got to be penalty free when you're uh, having kick returns. If you have blocking the backs or 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 holding, you know that's just going to set you up for terrible field positions. So don't do that execute your your kick returns a lot better than you have so far this season and when it comes to kick returns how about cover kicks better as well I keep saying kick the ball out of the end zone kick the ball the end zone I don't care if the other team starts on the 25 I really don't but if you're not going to do that and do that consistently then you know what you better cover better and they do need to cover better. That's just something that uh, they haven't done very well even going back to preseason. They have not very, been very good on their kick coverage. Uh, and I know Daniel Carlson's been doing a really good job of kicking the ball of the end zone lately. Well, you know, if you're not going to kick the ball of the end zone all the time, then make sure that kick coverage is better and on punts as well. Make sure the coverage is better. Don't allow the other team to get good field position and have a short field. You know what's going to give Davis Mills a lot of confidence? if He's playing on a short field. And Damian Pierce is near the goal line. The one thing I can tell you about the Texans is they're not really good at getting to the red zone. But when they do get to the red zone, because they have Damian Pierce, they're able to get in the end zone really well. And they, they convert at a high level. They just don't get there that often. So don't give them a short field to play with. And then Cole and Carlson, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Right, Cole keep flipping the field. Daniel Carlson continue to make your field goals and your extra points. I mean that I, I really don't have to say too much about them because well they're going to go out there and do what they do. Overall, dominate. The Texans aren't a very good team, and I know it's hard for me to say that and for people to take me seriously when I say that when the Raiders are going in this game with a one and four record, but. Houston's not very good. The competition that they played hasn't been very high. I know a lot of people hit me up throughout the week on my radio show, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, and said, oh, well, Q, you know what? The competition that they're playing, uh, they haven't played anybody. The quarterbacks that they played, they've been mediocre. So, okay, that's fine. Go out there and dominate. Don't have one of those games where you're sitting at the edge of your seat hoping that the Raiders pull off the victory at the end, right? They're favored by, I believe, seven. I think Caesars has them at seven-point uh, favorites. Go out there and show why they're a seven-point favorite. Go out there and win by double digits. Make it a celebration at the end of the game. Like, for example, during the Cardinals game at halftime, Nelly was performing. Well, the Allegiant Stadium was going crazy. People were having a good time. They were celebrating because the Raiders were up 20 to nothing. By the time that, well, that game was over and the Raiders gave up that lead and lost in overtime, people are walking out of that damn thing like they just left a funeral right like what just happened I mean I still and to this day I'm confused of what I saw in the second half of that game because man I was walking around the press box like well this is going to be a fun one can't wait to get down to the locker room the players are going to be all excited and everything and yeah well we all know how it shook out it wasn't that so go out there and dominate man have a convincing win make Raider Nation be able to relax on a Sunday and not have a heart attack victory at the end right something where uh, your your chest is or your heart's pounding out of your chest you don't don't have to have those all the time, man. And, and this team that they're playing in the Houston Texans, again, they're not that good. They Let's put it like this. I shouldn't say they're not that good. They don't have as much talent as the Raiders. I think that's the better way to put it, the more politically correct way of putting it. They don't have as much talent as the Raiders. Are they going to go out there and give max effort? Absolutely, right? And, and they're good, and I should have said this offensively, protect the ball as well, because they do have quite a bit of interceptions. The one thing that the Raiders don't do, create a bunch of turnovers, the Texans do. In their secondary, they've already intercepted six passes. So, you know, the Raiders only have two interceptions on the season. The Texans have six. So, yeah, uh, Derek Carr has got to protect that ball as well. The young safety, uh, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, he is fantastic. And also Derek Stingley, the young cornerback out of LSU. I'm sure he'll be matched up with Devontae Adams early and often. That'll be fun to watch that matchup. Devontae Adams is going to get him. He's going to welcome him to the NFL. I have no doubt about that. I don't quite think Derek Stingley is Pat Sertan Jr., but – At the same time, Stingley is really good, so I'm sure he'll have his moments, but Devontae Adams should have an opportunity to have more. So it's it's that simple. Protect the ball because their defense does create a bunch of turnovers. But overall, man, just go out and dominate that game like they should. You know, feel good about themselves, head into the locker room, and get prepared for next week's game against New Orleans. Uh, you know, Halloween weekend in New Orleans. That ought to be something. Then they're going to stay on the East Coast. They're not even going to return to Vegas. They're going to stay on the East Coast as they head to Jacksonville. So they're going to stay there for a while to East Coast games. They want to stay there so they don't have to worry about traveling. So that ought to be interesting. But again, don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Don't want to talk about New Orleans. Don't want to talk about Jacksonville. It's all about Houston. And the Raiders getting that victory on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So defensively, stop the run. Don't allow Davis Mills to gain confidence. Create a turnover or two. Offensively, run the ball early and often. Play action pass should open up. Card out Adam, of Adams, dominate and protect the ball. Special teams, execute better kick returns. Cover kick returns better. Colin Carlson, do what you do. Overall, dominate, have a convincing win, and make Raider Nation happy leaving Allegiant Stadium on Sunday afternoon. That's all I got for you for segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts Straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707 654 4693. Before I get to any of that, though, do want to tell you about Bet Online. They are your number one source for football betting information all season long. They got the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, analysis, every game you can find. They've got you covered. BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. I talk about football, but they also have baseball. The postseason is here. NBA is back. Boxing, golf, MMA. Everything is going on at the same time. The NHL. All you got to do is go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or your mobile device to learn about more. Again, you can check them out for the line for this game, the the Raiders and the the Texans at Allegiant Stadium. Again, the BetOnline.net line for that, I believe, is minus 7. I got double. Double check, but uh, that's what it opened up at was minus seven in favor of the Raiders. So there you go. BetOnline.net. That's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707 654 4693. We'll start off with a text from Chris in Northern Nevada. It says Q. Chris from Northern Nevada, I know Friday you always do keys to victory. Here are mine. Run the ball, run the ball, keep us balanced. Our best pass play seems to come out of the run formations. Next key is what you always talk about, score touchdowns in the red zone. And lastly, get the defense off the field in third and medium and third and long. We need their punter on the field. Going to be in the stadium for the game Sunday and looking forward to flying home to Reno, celebrating our second victory. Love the show. Definitely my first listen every day. Appreciate all you do. Raiders. That's from Chris in Northern Nevada. Good text, my man. Appreciate you. Hopefully you enjoy the game on Sunday and do exactly what you just said. Fly back to Reno with the second victory under your belt uh, with the silver and black. And so, yeah, I, I agree with your keys, man. Run the ball, run the ball. Stay in balance. And when you talk about staying balanced... 55 is the number that you're looking for. Okay, what does that mean, Q? 55. I briefly talked about it on the podcast before. I've talked about it on my radio show. Chris Canty from, uh, well, former NFL player Chris Canty. He's on ESPN now. He does ESPN National. Does a fantastic job on uh, Canty and Carlin. He was talking about what Coach Harbaugh had told him, and they said, Chris, 55 is the number that you want. You want the number of carries, so however many rushes that you have as a team and how many completions your quarterback has. If that number totals 55, 99.9% of the time, you're going to win the game. And so I challenge you, Raider Nation, to watch and pay attention on Sunday. If you're sitting in the Legion Stadium, if you're at home, you're watching the game, whatever the case may be, look for that 55 number. I'll give you a quick example. When Buffalo beat Kansas City on Sunday... Buffalo had a total of 58, Kansas City had 43, Buffalo won. The Eagles, when they played the Cowboys Sunday night, the Eagles had the number 54, and they won. The Cowboys, 44. Cincinnati, they topped Baltimore on Sunday, they had 50. Baltimore only had 41. So there you go, New England, they beat Cleveland. What was their number? 53. Cleveland's number? 39. So they were as close to 55, if not over. You know what I'm saying? So look for that number. I'm serious. Just do yourself a favor. If you want to, you know, kind of do a chore on Sunday and pay attention, it's something I'll be paying attention to for sure. Go back and look to see what the Raiders did on the Monday night game against the, the, the Chiefs. They didn't hit 55. I promise you that. And, well, they lost the game by one point. So go ahead and do it on Sunday. And we'll talk about it on Monday. We'll see if the Raiders come out with a victory. I just about guarantee they hit 55, that number, or else they go over. Simple as that. But uh, thank you so much for that text, Chris. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from J.C. Raider out of Ogden, Utah. He's calling to talk about the importance of this upcoming game on Sunday versus the Texans. Here he is, J.C. Raider out of Ogden, Utah.
2: Q, this is J.C. Raider out of Ogden, Utah. And uh, I just wanted to say that I feel like this next game against the Texans is the most important game of the year. It's a game that we must win, and mainly that's because I'm going. But, uh, no, seriously, I think that they need to, they need to win this game because, uh, I just feel like if they don't, it could really start a, a downward spiral and, and getting worse than it is right now. So, I really feel like this is a must-win game. Also, I wanted to ask you where you're going to be, uh, before the game, in case I'm able to come by and say hi. And
0: that's all I got. There he goes. That's J.C. Raider out of Ogden, Utah. Thanks for the call, my man. And the reality is, Houston comes in the stadium and wins. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing in that locker room, right? The fans are going to be wondering what the hell's going on. The players are going to wonder what the hell's going on. I believe the panic button is really going to be hit. And then all bets are off. It's probably a must-win. I hate to say that when it's only week seven, but, man, they've got to get right, right? They've got to be able to get some Ws and start to stack them. Uh, We looked at the schedule. We broke it down, said, okay, the beginning of the schedule is really tough. Uh, It'd be nice to see them go, you know, win two games, win three games, and then come out of the bye and get on a little bit of a streak. Well, here they go. They only won one game in the first five. Now here's an opportunity for them to go on a streak, but you can't go on a streak if you don't win one. So they got to win one, and that starts – On Sunday. As far as where I'll be, uh, I'll be at the torch about 10 a.m. doing the pregame, pregame show. So JT the Brick and Eric Allen do the official pregame show from the torch, and they'll do that two hours before kickoff. I'll do it three hours before kickoff, and I'll do one hour before their show. So they go from 11 to 1. I'll go from 10 to 11. So I'll be at the torch, the Coors Light landing right there. You can't miss it, the Big Al Davis torch. I'll be there at 10 doing the show, and usually I'll hang around there for a few minutes afterwards as well before I go up into the press box. So if you're around, man, definitely come on by and say what's up. It'd be good to, uh, it'd be good to holler at you, so I appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Scott from the 707. What's up, Q? This is Scott from the 707. We're a good team. We got all the weapons on offense, and our defense shows all the signs of being solid. The one thing I really want to see is Carr lock in. He's got to bring that dog out. I know he has it in him. He's got to cancel out the noise and just lock in and slain that thing. Josh Jacob is opening up the pass game. Let's turn this around. The autumn win is a Raider. I'm feeling a breeze. That's from Scott from the 707. Thanks for the text, my man. And, you know, if Waller and Renfro is out, like I mentioned in segment number two during the keys of the game, uh, Carr and, and Adams have got to be – what we all expected them to be, right? When when we found out that uh, the Raiders were making the move for Devontae Adams, all of us got excited, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the best weapon Derek Carr has ever had in the league. And, well, they've been good, right, but they haven't been great. Well, if Waller and Renfro are out on Sunday, they need to be great. And as you mentioned, Josh Jacobs is definitely opening up the pass game by the way he's running. He is running hard. He's running angry. He's running violent, and I like it. So, There you go. I agree with you 100%. Let Derek Carr bring that dog out in him, sling that thing to Devontae Adams, and, of course, let Josh Jacobs eat, eat, and, well, eat some more. Thanks so much for that text. I definitely appreciate you. Next up, got a call from my guy, P.E. in North Carolina. He's calling to ask a question about the Raiders, and what are they really, really good at? Here he is, P.E. in North Carolina.
1: Yo, Q What's up, man? P.E. from North Carolina. What's going on, Raider Nation? Hi, Q. During the bye week, man, I've heard a lot of discussion about – are we a good team with a bad record or are we a bad team with a bad record? Well, I got one question for Raider Nation. Tell me something that the Raiders are good at. I mean, seriously, what are they good at right now? We're not good at passing the ball. If that's the case, we would have won a few more games. that came down to the end and we couldn't score. We're not good at stopping the pass. We're not good at stopping the run. We're not good at getting interceptions. We're not good at getting sacks. Not good in the red zone, not good at stopping people in the red zone. The one thing that it looks like we could be good at is running the ball. And we have a coach that's not a run first coach. All his years in New England, he was never a run first coach. He was always a pass first coach with Tom Brady. He ran when he when he felt like he needed to, when he wanted to. Right? So the identity of this team, he was being versatile. But the problem with that is We're not good at anything to be versatile. In order to be versatile, you have to be good or great at one thing, and then you branch off of that and you become versatile. Not we're just going to go in and be good at everything. But that's my question to Raider Nation. What are we good at? Tell me – I want to know. I really want to know what we're good at this year. And everybody's making fun of Denver saying they're a terrible team. I ain't talking about UQ. just, you know, media and everybody in general. But Denver's got the one thing that we don't have. They're good at something. Matter of fact, they're damn near great at something. Their defense is awesome. They can go in week in and week out and know that their defense is going to show up. They may not win, but their defense is going to show up. Can we honestly go into this game with the Texans saying that we know Josh Jacobs and Josh Games are going to run the football, that that's our identity? We, we don't know that because he hasn't shown that. We don't know that. But we know that Denver's got a good defense. And once you got a good defense, once you do anything well, it's easier for those other pieces to start clicking. So, you know, I man, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. I see maybe four or five wins maybe. But, you know, I want Ray the Nation. I want somebody to tell me what we're good at, please. I'm waiting. He's
0: nice. There he goes. That's my guy P E in North Carolina. Thanks for the call, my man. It's always good to, to hear from you. And of course you brought up some really good points. I mean, I don't think that the Raiders have mastered anything, right? I think that they're good at some things, I don't think they've mastered anything. I do believe that they're really good at running the ball, and it took a little while for them to understand that because, like you said, Josh McDaniels is not a guy that's going to run, 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 run the rock. But I think that he realizes, I mean, these guys are smart. That's the one thing I can say. These coaches ain't stupid, right? I mean, they're smart enough to realize, okay, this is what we do really well. Remember what I was talking about, the three things that he was talking about during the bye week that they had to identify? What they do really well, so they keep doing it. What they do okay, and they need to get better at it and then what they don't do very well that they need to get rid of. I think if you go back and look at the film, I think Josh McDaniels will no doubt about it say, okay, we run the ball really well, let's keep doing that, and then we can also build off of that. I think that they've shown glimpses of being able to pass the ball really well. They just haven't done it consistently enough. I think that's the biggest thing. They've shown a lot that they can do, just not consistent. I think that's probably the biggest thing that they have to do is consistently be good at all these different areas. And stopping the run actually hasn't been that bad. I know the floodgates opened up a a little bit towards the end of the the Chiefs game, especially when they stopped trying to tackle and just go for the strip. But for the most part, they've been pretty decent against the run. I I, I don't have really a big issue with them against the run. And that's why I think that the Raiders definitely need to run the rock on Sunday and and try to slow down Damian Pierce because they're going to try to run the ball as well. So if you can slow down the run game for Houston and make them one-dimensional and Davis Mills throw the ball a lot, I think the Raiders have a great chance of winning that game. But they do need to get better at a lot of different things, including creating turnovers, right? They only got two interceptions on the season. That's not going to get it done at all. They've got to be able to turn the ball over. Chandler Jones was supposed to be a guy that comes in and helps get a bunch of strip sacks. You haven't seen that. I and mean, there's a lot that you haven't seen that we all expected to see as fans and, and guys that cover the team like I do. So, I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, they've got to continue to improve and work on some things, but I, I think there's been some glimpses of what they can do really well and what they do really well for sure is run the ball. So if Josh McDaniels is as smart as I think he is, you'll see a heavy dose of the run game come Sunday. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Uh, Up next, we'll close things out with a text from Raider Doc from Tampa. said, Raiders Doc from Tampa, hey Q, this game makes me nervous. Texans' strengths are red zone defense and red zone offense. Raiders' weakness is red zone offense and red zone defense. We'll have to play a complete game and break our trends and improve on our weaknesses to win this game. What are your thoughts? Thanks. That's Raiders Doc from Tampa. No doubt. The Texans' strengths right now are the red zone defense and the offense. Right now, defensively, the Texans are only giving up 19 points a game. That's hardly anything. That's why when John was on the show on Thursday, the crossover edition, he said that the Raiders are only going to score 18 because he's basing it off the fact that Houston only allows 19 points a game. And, well, the Raiders' offense is not great in the red zone. They've got to make sure that they do a lot better at that. Now, I'll say this. They haven't really played tough competition. And when they did, the Chargers, they gave up about 30-something points. So, I think that the Raiders will definitely be able to score. I mean, Denver has a really good defense, and you saw what uh, the the Raiders were able to do to them offensively, putting up a bunch of points. So I think that the Raiders are going to be able to score. But you're right; they've got to really be good in the red zone on both sides of the ball. And the one thing about the Houston Texans as well, they're good at cashing in when they get to the red zone. They, they score touchdowns because Damian Pierce is a dude, but they don't get to the red zone a whole lot. So it's up to the defense to keep them away from the red zone because once they get there, they're going to score at a high rate. And, of course, the Raiders' defense has been really bad in the red zone, and that's what Patrick Graham talked about earlier this week. So uh, really good stuff, my man. Uh, I don't think this game is as easy as a lot of people think it's going to be. I do believe the Raiders are going to win, but it's not going to be just a walk in the park. They're going to have to go out there, and they're going to have to play a full four quarters. They're going to have to go out there and stick to their keys, run the ball, open up the passing game once the uh, once the run is established, and uh, play some strong, solid defense. I mean, as simple as that. Football's not a hard game. It really isn't. A lot of times we overcomplicate it. I think I do that as well. Think about it too much. and Okay, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. No, just go out there and play football, man. It's like basic math, right? We all can do basic math for the most part. It's when you get into calculus and you get into all this other algebra twos and all that other stuff. That's when I'm like, okay, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Sometimes you just got to go out there and do the basics, run the ball, defend the run, play really sound. You know what I mean? Like there's just certain things that you have to do. And if you do it at a high level, you're going to win a lot of games. So I think that's what the Raiders need to do on Sunday. Go out there, play some basic math football, and just win the game. Just win, baby. Simple as that. You know you're a more talented team than the team coming in. You're on your home field. You're coming off a bye. I know they are too. Just go out there and win the game. It's that simple. But thank you so much for the text. I do appreciate you. And that's going to do it, Raider Nation. That's all I got time for on today's show. That's all I got time for for this week. So hopefully you enjoy the weekend. Try to relax a little bit on Saturday before the game on Sunday. Of course, it kicks off at 1:05 Pacific Standard Time. If you're coming to the game and you have a chance to stop by the torch, stop by and say what's up. We'd love to meet you, talk to you a little bit, you know, shake your hand, whatever the case may be. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a victory come Monday here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.